One, two, ready, go. Welcome to Level with Emily Reese. This is music by Charlie McCarran that he wrote on a tour he took last fall to visit composers and write music all over the world. Charlie is up in just a minute. First, Sam and I want to remind you that we have a Discord chat for patrons coming up on January 31st. In fact, there will be two that day, hopefully to accommodate more people's schedules. One will be at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time and one at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. And we look forward to seeing you there. For four years, Charlie McCarran hosted a podcast called Composer Quest. It is a treasure trove of great interviews and conversations about writing music, Uh, There's music theory in there, production, all kinds of things related to composition. The final episode of Composer Quest just posted this week. To cap off such a great four-year run of shows, Charlie went all over the world. He toured to the most amazing places just to write music with several composers. You'll hear all kinds of music from that tour, as well as music from a solo album that Charlie also released this week. This past fall, I went on tour for my podcast, Composer Quest, and uh, it was kind of like the big end to my podcast, because I I knew I was going to be ending the podcast, but I wanted to do something kind of epic for the final season. So I decided that I was going to take a trip around the world, interviewing composers and making music with them along the way. So I got around to the East Coast of the U.S., the west coast and kind of a lot of places in between and then i took a plane to australia and taiwan and japan and then made my way back to minnesota for the final episode so how did you decide where to go and who you were going to meet with so throughout the four years of doing the podcast i've gotten connected with a lot of composers along the way through either people who are just listening to the show or completing these challenges that I had called quests for composers who wanted to try out different composing challenges. And so I realized, well, I had this network of people and I thought, I'll just see if anyone in the world is willing to host me. So I stayed with listeners almost the entire time. I think I stayed in hotels three nights out of the two months. Wow. Yeah, it was like extreme couch surfing kind of. (laughs) That's that's really amazing. And then you ended up releasing an album with all of these songs. Yeah. So I had it in mind that I wanted to uh, make music with these composers on the way. 
so my Kickstarter backers, they gave me challenges like hope or write a song like the Beach Boys or write a song where all the rules are meant to be broken. So there, there were plenty of uh, interesting challenges that everyone gave me. Sure. I had a chance to listen through it, and I'd love to ask you about several of them. So the one that started when I went there, which kind of cracked me up because I assumed it was the beginning of the record, but it wasn't, one, was two. A Hill of Squirrels. If you were a little squirrel on a hill And you met another squirrel on your hill So tell me about that little tune. That one started actually just because uh, the composer I was visiting, Jordan Chin, who's a game composer and uh, electronic musician, songwriter, he had challenged me to just jam with him. So we went out to a hill in San Jose. Uh, It was a beautiful day. It was like kind of towards the end of my trip, so I was really excited to just get outside and jam So we both started jamming on guitar and we were having trouble coming up with a topic as you do when you only have like a limited amount of time to write a song. Sure. So we, I looked behind him and there was this like nest of ground squirrels everywhere. Um, (laughs) So we just decided to write a song that was kind of like a, we were going for kind of like a 60s folk sort of sound. Would you be friends? You know we can be friends on this hill, a hill of friendship. With the squirrels being a metaphor for friendship and love and peace, that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, no, it's just the most delightful little tune. I love it. Well, that song was fun because Jordan Chin, he's an excellent singer and guitarist, so he was like holding up half the song. <laughs> we did like maybe two or three takes right there outside on the hill. A hill of squirrels Up in a tree So let's all be squirrels You and me I also really loved Naruwan, number six, and... You know, if you click on these tracks, it's nice because, on Bandcamp because you can see the the information and explanation. And for this one, what was it? It was an element from Bach. It was a, a Japanese yeah. traditional song. And what else? Yeah, so it was Bach. It was a Taiwanese melody. Oh, okay, okay. And also the guy who challenged me gave me a sample of noise, like, that he just created in Famitracker or something like that. So somehow I had to mix in these three very different ideas into the track. So what I did for that one was I I had visited this like Taiwanese music festival and recorded a bunch of samples of like chants and other things. So I, I tried to mix those in with everything else and create kind of a soundscape for that one. (laughs) 
my Bach influence was basically that I put a harpsichord in there because I right. couldn't think of anything else that would yeah. fit. <laughs> um, but I realized that, like, out of the context of classical music, a harpsichord really just sounds a lot like a video game instrument. I, yeah. Yeah. It does. It does. It really <laughs> does. A, and Just a simple pluck. Yep. Yep. Speaking of, was it track two, perhaps, Kryptos, that was very video gamey? That challenge was probably the funniest part of the entire tour uh, <laughs> when we were making that. And who'd you make that with? That was with Justice McDaniel out in Concord, New Hampshire. And we had been challenged by my good friend, Alex Samuel, who has been very into like encryption and like codes and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And the the Kryptos sculpture is a an encoded sculpture kind of thing outside the CAA headquarters. So there's this sculpture that has four panels, and people have cracked the code of three of them, but the fourth panel is seemingly impossible to crack this code. Wow. So what we thought we'd do is like try and put that into music in some way. So we took the lines of this code and associated them with notes, and we put them into Justice's computer and started playing it back. And we were listening back and we started realizing like, wow, what, what's going on here? We're like hearing this repeating melody. Have we solved the code of Kryptos? <laughs> and then we realized uh, his computer was just playing it on loop. Um, so <laughs> then once we put it off of loop, it, it was just completely random and that's amazing. Didn't, didn't make any sense. So then justice took that idea and uh, produced it a little bit more and added some stuff to make it sound not exactly like just random notes. What do you love about creating music in this way with people all around the world? When I started this tour idea, I was feeling like my music was getting a little stagnant and I needed something to like spark my passion again. And I figured that there's no way that going around and making music with all sorts of different people wouldn't do that. So that was my my personal motivation in doing this tour was to make music with as many people as I could in as many different styles and not care so much about the results. I think a lot of people get stuck 
when they have this conception of like, I want my music to sound this way. And by giving yourself a time limit on recording a song in like under an hour, it just frees you up so much. And working with other people, I I kind of intentionally sat back sometimes and just let them start an idea. And I was able to then come in and give my take on it. (laughs) And so it's, it's interesting having this kind of like musical conversation with someone that you've never met in person before. Halloween night, 2016, lights turned off all down the street. Everybody's gone to sleep except me. Costumes packed back in the box, candy wrappers stuck to your socks. Maybe you've got a sugar rush like me. So would you, you, you be my candy gram? Why did you decide that it was time to stop Composer Quest? I think I... I was just feeling like I just wanted to start a new chapter in my life, I guess. Mm -hmm. I wasn't feeling like bored with doing these interviews, but I just felt like I had reached my creative limit on it. And so I I just felt like I was ready to launch something else. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What that is, is not determined yet, but I've always (laughs) kind of felt like once I end a creative project, something fills the void naturally. sun set down behind the mountain range I felt the darkness in the clouds that hauled our names but the crew was not convinced and they pitched their tents they all believed and you do have a lot of things you're working on and we'll talk about some of those in a minute too um of all the places you got to go I assume you had never been to Japan or Taiwan or Australia no uh, and that's that's why I picked those places, actually. Okay. Um, I've always wanted to go to Australia since I was a kid, like mostly because of kangaroos. <laughs> Did you see any while you were there? Uh, only dead on the side of the road, oh, sadly. No. <laughs> but I got to pet an echidna. Um, that was what's that, that was exciting. A what? Um, they're kind of like uh, well. Knuckles actually is an echidna from Sonic. Um, oh. And the real life echidna is kind of like, yeah, it's like a little hedgehog that digs itself into the ground so that nothing else can attack it because it just has the spine sticking out. Nice. So was Australia your favorite stop? Uh, well, it's hard to say. Um, Australia obviously was awesome. Taiwan was great. Japan. Yeah, I... I can't even pick a favorite spot. What do you think you learned 
you know, about yourself compositionally uh, throughout this this two-month tour you did. Yeah, the main thing I've learned in, in this whole tour is just that sometimes you need to take a break from your normal life to do something that just, like, pushes you in a different creative direction. So on the tour, I mean, I was... I wasn't staying in the same place usually for more than two nights in a row. So it was just interesting, like, living as a a wandering nomad. I was kind of nervous when I set up this challenge, like, oh, I'm going to go on this tour, I'm going to create podcast episodes as I go, and I'm going to create an album as I went, too. And I I started feeling like, well, how am I going to make all these songs when I'm, like, spending all my time driving around but once I started rolling and started just doing it, it worked worked well. Tell me about the last track, A Composer Quest Farewell. Because that one's kind of neat, too. So that track is based on the very first episode of the show. Because what I do with every episode is I ask my guests to come up with a custom intro theme. And my very first guest, Mitchell Johnson, um, is a good friend of mine. And at the end of the episode, he was the one who first came up with the original Composer Quest theme. Composer Quest, Composer Quest, it's the Composer Quest. Composer Quest, Composer Quest, it's the Composer Quest. And so, for the final episode, I I really wanted to end it in the, the same way it began. So, we took that original theme and we kind of made it into a an end of SNL type thing, kind of like a little jazzy piano. And then for the very end of that track, uh, we had to make it super epic with like, there's probably 18 voices. (laughs) I mean, us. It was just three of us, but we quadrupled us and uh, (laughs) made this epic like quest harmony ending. Composer quest, composer quest. It's the Composer Quest. Composer Quest. Composer Quest. Twas the Composer Quest. Tell me also just a little bit about your final episode because it's it's quite a quite a long one, but you did something really special for it. So so talk a little bit about that. Yeah. So my final episode. I wanted to feature people in Minnesota, um, and it felt like a good end of the podcast thing to come home to Minnesota and go around, talk with some of the previous guests of my show as kind of like a bookend. So I started interviewing people, and then I just felt like, well, I'm just going to keep going (laughs) because there's so many good things going on in Minnesota, one of which is Gamers Rhapsody, which you've talked about on this show, I'm I'm sure. Mm -hmm. Um, Yes. So I ended up at Gamers Rhapsody, interviewed you and Sam for a short segment in there, interviewed the Supermercado Brothers, <laughs> and yeah, the the episode ended up being 
four hours and 42 minutes long. (laughs) (laughs) That's wonderful. So, So, yeah. It's a commitment. All of these tour episodes ended up being usually two to three hours long. Hoping for the day that you will come to find me. Let it be real soon, darling. Darling. I will be your darling forever. So you just participated in Composer Olympics. Can you talk to me a little bit about what that was about? The Composer Olympics uh, was something I set up as kind of the final composer challenge for my podcast. And what I did was I thought of different Olympic events that would make for good composer challenges in spirit. So... Like, the first event was I had composers write national anthem arrangements, Hmm. uh, arrangements of their favorite national anthems. Cool. And then the second event was table tennis, where I paired up composers, and they wrote a piece of music by passing the composition back and forth Mm -hmm. one note at a time. And we had, yeah, just a bunch of different weird challenges based on Olympic events. Yeah, like um, weightlifting? Yeah, tuba solos. That's brilliant. Why not? That's <laughs> <laughs> and you also have a solo album coming out. In fact, when this airs, it'll it'll be out today, right? Yeah, I'm, ho- I'm hoping. I felt like I wanted to do something with all these songs I've been collecting over the years, but sometimes it feels like, you know, this track that I did when I was just learning how to produce things is so different than this other track that, you know, I've learned a lot and my voice has improved or something. Yeah. Um, but I just felt like I wanted to combine them all into one thing. Like a musical let, memoir of sorts? Yeah. Yeah, in a way. Just kind of let people see my full range of style, yeah, I yeah. guess. ComposerQuest.com. That kind of has all the tour episodes. Um, I have a link to the tour album there. Or you can go to ComposerQuest.BandCamp.com. And my own personal music is at CharlieMcCarran.BandCamp.com. But yeah, Emily, thanks for having me on. Oh, it's been a pleasure. I've been wanting to hear about this trip ever since you got back. And uh, I'm just so glad you did it. And Happy we get to share some of this music with everyone because really, I really enjoyed what you ended up coming up with on that trip. Oh, thanks. Thanks for listening to episode 57 of Level with Emily Reese. Find links to Charlie's projects at patreon.com slash level. 
Our Discord chats are Tuesday, January 31st at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time and 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Come armed with uh, questions and suggestions, requests, etc., all that kind of stuff, and we're really looking forward to it. I'm Emily Reese. Sam Keenan is our producer. Say hi, Sam. You can follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Level with Emily. Level with Emily Reese is a production of June Media. You can learn more at june-media.com. And remember, June is J-O-O-N.